Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out on Driving Your Dollars, Colton Lawrence, the trucker CFO, dedicates some time to discuss the collapse of Yellow Roadway as well as the contract negotiations that took place with UPS. Colton explores what's happening with these larger companies and how it may impact the market and how it may impact those small business owners in trucking. As always, Colton will be talking with Michael Burns, who is the co-founder and general manager of Radio Nemo of North America. Michael, who is the host of Driving Your Dollars, also serves as the chief financial officer for Radio Nemo. Before we take you to our conversation with Michael and Colton, we have a couple of important reminders to pass along. First of all, Driving Your Dollars is broadcast each Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time on the Dave Nemo Show and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Also, we'd like to remind you that the Dave Nemo Show can be heard on the same Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time each weekday morning. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. Now let's take you to our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. It is time for Driving Your Dollars. Michael Burns here with my good friend, Mr. Colton Lawrence. Colton is, of course, the Trucker CFO. Good to have you with us, Colton. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me again. Well, I appreciate it, and we've got a lot to uncover, and it's like I asked you earlier, don't you wish something interesting was going on in the trucking industry? We had something to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's August from an accounting and tax perspective. It's a pretty slow month, but man, when it comes to transportation industry, it's anything but slow in terms of news and stuff going on. It's not all good news. There's a lot right. of struggles going on out there, but yeah, it's a real busy month. It is indeed. And we really kind of got ourselves into this delusion that COVID was over, things were going to get back to normal and so forth. But what we're seeing, a lot of this is fallout from that period as companies that were left dealing with huge debts stay alive and keep their drivers on board and keep everybody going. Is this the tail end of it? In the case of trucking, for instance, mention was made of the fact that they owe close to a billion dollars right now and a little over 700 million to that to the United States government for a pandemic here alone. Yeah, bailouts. I wish we were at the tail end. Unfortunately, I don't think we are yet. Not quite yet. It's interesting. You talk to people outside of the transportation industry. You get into discussions of the economy and people have different takes on where we're at in terms of the economy. Some think it's doomsday. Others think it's just kind of doing okay. Not very many people think it's humming full tilt, but not very many people understand that the transportation industry has its own little economy. That economy within transportation really is struggling right now. It's because of COVID. What was it? June, June-ish after mm-hmm. COVID hits and things just blew up and you had rates going through the roof. You had people jumping into transportation left and right. And there was a need for it. The freight right. volume were just through the roof. People at home buying all kinds of stuff with nothing else to do and needing people to truck it for them. That's what happened. And then on top of that, all these people jumping in, most of them jumped in being leveraged. They didn't necessarily have the cash or if they did have the cash, they were getting it through loans available to them from the federal government oftentimes. So now what's happening is the Piper's calling, I guess. Those loans are coming due and it's not necessarily the case with like yellow. There's a lot of other factors that go into yellow, but just Mm -hmm. generally speaking, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on out there and with freight rates having plunged because of the opposite effect of all those people coming into the industry, it's just a really, really tough time right now. 
Yeah, and one of the things that we're seeing with the big one, and of course, yellow was the big one, the largest LTL in the system. Today's news is unfortunate. It's terrible that that many people are going to be affected by it. But in another way, it's not surprising at all, is it? No. And I think one of the important things for our listeners to do is understand they hear the news about Yellow. They think, well, Yellow is one of the largest trucking companies in the country. How does that really apply to me? Well, if you really look at the story, it does. It applies mm-hmm. to the small business, independent contractor, owner, operator, because what happened with Yellow is that they came in, they were an average sized company. They started some acquisitions. They wanted to really grow and they had a plan. We talk all the time about having a plan but then the execution of that plan was not the greatest. And so here they are, they've acquired several multi-billion dollar in terms of revenue companies. They've leveraged most of it through that because of the economics at the times of those acquisitions, they have to get a bailout from the federal government. And it just resulted in a situation where they just didn't have enough money to pay for their drivers, to pay for the debt servicing. So what can the small independent contractors and owner operators learn from that? Cash is king. You got to have cash. That doesn't mean go get cash in terms of a loan all the time. It might mean that you might benefit from a loan, but you got to understand that that's going to come due, right? You got to be able to pay it back. Yellow didn't. Yeah. And what you've got to work into that is when you do step out there and go get a loan, what do you plan to do with it? What is it that you're going to do with that loan? Are you going to zero down accounts? Are you going to pay off some debt? Are you going to do this? Historically, trucking is a business of pennies. And if you're making three cents a mile, if that's your actual net profit, you can survive. Not for long, but you can survive. But if you're losing a penny or two a mile, it's that old joke. I'm losing two cents a mile, but hey, I logged 14 million of them last week. Yeah, and and what happened with Yellow is they got into a situation where they actually went and they had to switch. Basically, they took some of that debt and converted it to equity, meaning Mm -hmm. that the folks that held that debt were willing to say, okay, we will forgive some of that, or maybe it's interest-only payments, but you're going to give us a portion of the company. Again, relating this to independent contractors and owner-operators, that same kind of thing can happen in a way. You don't want to be giving away your blood, sweat, and tears because you get in or get out over your skis, as we like to say out here in Utah for all the snow skiers. You got to stay in control and and not get too leveraged. And unfortunately, too many owner operators, it's the easiest path to getting into this is to over leverage themselves. They got to be really careful about that. Right. And trading dollars for dollars that are going to cost you more is not always a good thing anyway. They just negotiated, spent the last days averting a strike. 22,000 unionized workers. They had heated contract negotiations. The pension fund agreed to extend health benefits for workers at Yellow Corp. And now here we get the news Sunday that it is where it is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. My guess is that something's going to happen. I don't know if all of those jobs are going to be lost, but it's going to be more news to watch over the coming days and weeks as we see what happens and plays out here. But it is. It's a cautionary tale that folks should learn about. You can read about it. It's out there in the news. Go read that. And as you're reading the story, take those lessons and apply it to your own business if you are in business for yourself and see what you can learn from it. Absolutely. And for all the drivers who are going to be affected, there's a wide open market of people who want good drivers. They're eventually going to find a home, but many of them do not have the reserve saved up that they could or should. It's going to hurt them. 
Yeah, there's going to be some pain. And like I said earlier, I think the transportation industry, unfortunately, is going to go through some more pain the next 12 to 24 months. It's going to take more things like yellow, not necessarily that size, maybe, but there's going to be a lot. And we're seeing it right now, a lot of small guys that are running into problems and going bankrupt. That's going to continue. And as that happens, it's going to create opportunity. And that's the thing to remember here. It's not all doom and gloom because as these changes happen, the folks that are positioned not leveraged completely and have good contracts, good lanes that they're running, you've got an opportunity to pick up some of the fallout from this as it happens over the next few months. Right. And it goes back to my number one piece of advice that I've been preaching for, I don't know, 20 years, I guess. Even if you don't play tennis, learn how to stay on your toes because there are opportunities here. There are chances for people to pick up some of this and there are opportunities. But having said that, I'm also going to say too, some shippers are going to have to completely reconfigure what their shipping costs are going to be to get things certain places because they were being spoiled on a regular basis. Yeah. Revenue is down. Costs are up. We looked mm-hmm. at another headline in the news here recently is that the largest week over week jump in diesel fuel. So the only other times it had happened to this extent is when you had some pretty significant, I guess, other news headliners like Hurricane Katrina was one. Russia invading Ukraine was another that caused big week over week jumps in diesel fuel price. And there are reasons, but there's no real explanation to the one that happened here, like a Katrina or a Russia invading Ukraine. The problem with that is that the fuel surcharge is not going to jump anywhere near that quickly. It's going to eat into the profits of those that are out there paying for that fuel until it catches up if it catches up there's a lot going on well colton let's take a quick break right here colton lawrence here your trucker cfo the irs is back and they have hired thousands of new revenue officers charged with one job to contact you about your unpaid taxes if you owe the irs money or have unfiled returns it's not a matter of if they're going to contact you but when start the resolution process today by calling 888-235-4772 That's 888-235-4772. Or visit us on the web at truckercfo.com. Welcome back to Driving Your Dollars. And Colton, the number two piece of news, we just can't avoid it. In fact, some people are not going to let anybody avoid it because (laughs) they're rolling out the trumpets and they're pretty excited that they have made what they're calling a historic contract with UPS. Yeah. I mean, you're talking what I'm reading here, 48% average increase over the next five years, these drivers. Interesting. UPS is a smart company. They didn't get to where they're at without having some smart people there. What that tells me is the management at UPS feels that they're going to be able to support that increase. They're not going to just swallow it and let it eat into their profits. And usually what that means is they're going to be able to support that increase through increased rates. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with their rates here over the next five years as they try to pay for this. Yeah. And I did a little math right off the bat. The UPS Teamsters are going to get about $2.75 more per hour in 2023. But over the length of the contract, those wage increases totaled about seven fifty per hour. Yeah, significant. I mean, when you're talking the longest tenured drivers, the upper end of that scale, 49 bucks an hour, that is a really good job. Not a whole lot of people are making 49 bucks an hour. So good for them. It was interesting to watch this all play out. In fact, I was out at the Expedite Expo prior to this happening, having shipped the stuff that I had sent out to that show for my company, wondering if I was going to be able to ship it back, not knowing if there was going to be a strike or not. It definitely had an impact. I think I saw a number saying that five 
5% of overall UPS freight actually kind of got diverted, so whether that was from customers making other decisions. While this played out, not knowing with the deadline approaching, not knowing what was going to happen to their freight, they moved it other places. But uh, it's good to see it get settled and definitely a big newsmaker. It is. And it's really one of the first things that's happened in the industry for a long time. Many of these things that we're looking at today and talking about today, they have been decades in the making. Yeah. You don't become a yellow YRC and a UPS overnight. It takes some time. And when you know those stories and you look back over time and you can see all these decisions that have been made over decades, negotiations of rates with customers and wages with unions, if that applies, it's really a fascinating study if, if that's something that interests you. And it does me to take a look at those things and see how these big companies get to where they're at. And as we mentioned earlier, before the break, if your goal is an owner operator is to grow your own small fleet, these are the types of things you should be studying and looking at and learning from. Again, you may not be making decisions to the scale that UPS and YRC are, but you're definitely making decisions that are going to impact your business. And knowing how to go about those decisions and having a team of people around you that are smarter than you are at certain aspects of that is important and having a plan and then executing on that plan. All these things that we say all the time, these are examples that everybody knows about that they can take into their businesses and learn how to apply them. If you need help with that, obviously we would love to consult you on the financial side of it, so the tax side of it, the accounting side of it, and help you make those decisions. Because as I always say, you're one decision away from success or failure. In YRC's case, some of those decisions resulted in failure. UPS, so far successful, but once you make that decision, if you you are successful, you're still just one more decision away from success or failure. So keep that in mind. And it's a constant battle out there. Right. One thing that was really unique to see first time that I remember that there were actually rank and file members serving on the committee during this negotiation. That really important thing to note for the future, because that's probably going to be the standard from now on. Yes. Yeah. And it's not like this was a unanimous thing. We looked at how the voting of this happens within the union. And I think it was like 14 out of, I forget the total number, maybe a hundred plus different segments of the union. 14 of those just didn't even show up to vote. Maybe that's because they just figured it was a yes. Maybe they figured was a no, but there was definitely opposition to this within the rank and file. And those rank and file employees, yeah, they sit on the board, they get a say in this. And that's another interesting point and fascinating part of this to watch. And this contract also covers the part-time and seasonal employees that UPS is so famous for. It happens every year. It happens around the holidays. And we see that again, the contract extended to them as well. They're going to start at $21 an hour and advance to 23 right off the bat as a result of this contract. If everybody stands back and looks at this and says, okay, this is what is, this is what we have to do. How do we make this profitable? And that's the thing, even in a one truck operation or a five truck operation, we have got to look at those numbers. We've got to look at our expenses. If I have to track this thing daily, if I have to track it weekly and certainly monthly, how do I stay profitable? Profitable being the big word here. Yeah, you've got to factor in both sides of that equation. You've got to watch your revenue. And a lot of times owner operators, they feel like they can't do much to control the top line. They just go out and they drive and it's like, well, my revenue is going to be what my revenue is. I guess there's some truth to that in terms of the fact that they can't control the rates necessarily, but they can control which loads they're accepting. They can right. control their trip planning, thinking ahead, making sure they're in the right lanes and the right areas of the country for the type of freight they haul. I mean, there's graph upon graph 
graph upon graph of data like this that they can use to help control that top line figure. And then on the other side of the equation, the expenses for owner operators, there are so many plans out there. You should not, no matter what, you should not be paying the price of fuel at the pump. The marked price is not what you should pay. And there are plans out there. We've got a lot of resources for you at Trucker CFO and recommendations for you to use to take advantage of discounts on fuel that give you the buying power of some of the larger trucking companies out there. And so you've got to manage those expenses. As I said earlier on in the conversation, you can't get over leveraged. Don't go into debt and then think it's going to be free sailing from there. You got to manage your cash. Don't just take it all out of the business and use it for personal. You got to build a nest egg. All these things that everybody hears, they all know, hear me say it on the radio, they hear it other places, but it really takes a dedication to applying these principles and cutting down on some of the less needed things. You got to dig in. And this is the time within the transportation industry where that is really needed. And they're going to have to do that if they want to be successful. You bet. And Colton, in the 30 seconds, we've got left. I'm going to tell everybody a lot of these tips, a lot of things you've said. There's a gentleman who put out a publication who agrees with you word for word because you were the guy who put it out. Let's talk about (laughs) where people can find that resource because this is an excellent time to download it and read it. Yeah, it's truckercfo.com. It's a business guide that we just put out. It goes into a lot of these issues and they can check it out. Download it for free. Truckercfo.com. That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to Sirius XM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the SiriusXM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again, RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making Driving Your Dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO Podcast. Now, before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team. Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. Also, through the truckercfo.com website, you can connect to the company through the Find a Time to Talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO Podcast. 
As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move.